the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. Larry Rosenthal is a registered representative offering securities and advisory services through Satera Advisory Networks, LLC, a broker, dealer, and registered investment advisor. Member FINRA slash SIPC. Satera is under separate ownership from Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Rosenthal Wealth Management Group is located at 9265 Corporate Circle in Manassas, Virginia, and can be reached at 703-330-3100. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Yeah, well, welcome again to another edition of the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense, heard on WAVA in the Washington, D.C. area, and Coast to Coast, Larry, on Sirius XM, and you can also watch it on LarryRosenthal.tv. And if you're watching him right now, there he is. <laughs> well, good morning, Chris, and how are you today? I'm doing well, sir. How are you? I'm fine, fine, fine. Yep, yeah. yep. It's always good to be here Saturday mornings with you. You know, it's it's uh, again, it's my favorite one. It's it's uh, you know, open mic Saturday, right? You got it, bro. Open mic Saturday. That's what I like about it because we get no holes barred. Meaning, give us a call with any questions you have at all on the stock market, the economy, your retirement plans, insurance, estate planning, wills, trust, whatever it may be, give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. And like you said, Chris, border-to-border, coast-to-coast on Family Talk, Channel 131, as well as our longtime listeners on WAVA in the D.C., Baltimore area. Again, open up those phone lines on Saturday morning, Chris, 855-ROSE-123. 855-767-3123. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal's show. So I always like to start off, Chris, with the, the, the markets and the economy, what happened this past week. Sort of see if we could take a look down the road and around the corner a little bit as to what's going on with your money, right? You mm-hmm. know, as of, uh, you know, Friday this past week, the markets, both domestically and internationally, kind of rebounded, had a very strong week this past week, pushed off fears of the Delta variant on the coronavirus, pushed off fears of inflation as well, you know? Uh, Treasury note was pretty uh, uh, volatile this week. The the 10-year note was bouncing all around. It dipped as low as 1.16% yield. Closed up about 1.3% for the week. I'm sorry, at 1.3% for the week. You know, that's that's a very key economic number is that 10-year Treasury. Lots of things are tied to it. Car loans, mortgages, credit cards, you know, the, the whole nine yards. Um, 
So here's the deal. Where are we now? Obviously, we are in the throes of the reopening of the economy. Um, you know, the, the U.S. has had just an absolute blistering pace of, of rebound in the second quarter. We are reporting earnings in June, I'm sorry, July, August, and September for April, May, and June. And we're comparing April, May, and June of 2021 to April, May, and June of 2020, when the economy was essentially shut down. So we are seeing, we are going to see the strongest expansion uh, in this quarter that we've ever seen in a long, long time. Chris, some people are talking like since World War II, which is fabulous. It's it's fantastic. It's 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 wonderful to see the economy rebound now. Does this mean that it's going to continue to go forward, forward, forward like this? We're you know the 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 pundits, I guess you could say, you know, according to the Wall Street Journal, the economist survey here recently, they're talking about uh, this expansion is, is going to be continued into the rest of this year and into the first part of next year, only to come back down to revert back down to the mean of our growth. You know, so so think about this here. We are getting peak numbers this quarter. The second quarter of 2021, as being reported now, and then the third quarter, fourth quarter, they're still going to be fantastic, but just not as high. Okay, just not as high from from that standpoint, which is wonderful. You know, it's it's very very good to see the markets and the economy coming back in 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 this. You know, and and it's been widespread. It's been the reopening of businesses because of people getting vaccines. Um, uh, heavy stimulus has been pushed out there, and and so you know, hopefully this just continues. Uh, some some news on the home front. You know, home sales have risen 22.9 percent uh, this year. The median house that sold in June was up 23.4 percent over a year ago. You know, there's more people putting houses on the market that are worth more than a million dollars now wow. than we've seen in a long time. So kind of interesting there as far as that goes. But some of the key facts are, you know, this is by fact set, you know, about 23 percent of the constituents in the S&P 500 that have reported earnings so far in this quarter. Uh, You know, when you take a look at what we call blended earnings, blended earnings are companies that have reported along with estimates of those that have not reported. We're we're running at a growth rate of 74 percent and sales growing at 21 percent compared to a year over ago. Uh, last year. So so fantastic numbers as far as uh, earnings go. And that's the reason people buy stock is based off the future anticipation of corporate earnings. Hey, let's go ahead and welcome Doug on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Doug. How are you today? I'm fine. How are you doing this morning? I'm well, sir. How can I help you? Um, yeah, the reason, my question, the reason my call is because I just want to know um, if this is a valid. I had a friend of mine that I, um, he owned a couple houses. And um, he doesn't have nobody else. So we have been friends for like almost 25 years. And and uh, um, he gave me, uh, I'm going to say power attorney, but it wasn't an attorney. Yeah, he gave me a will, let's say that, but uh, we didn't go through the attorney. He just, we went to the notarized person. So I want to know in case something happened, I hope it won't nothing happen, but in case something happened, does it still valid? Sure it is. You know, the, anything that's named in a will, you know, I mean, obviously I, 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 I don't know what he wrote down, but there's something called a holistic will where you can just write things out. And if it's notarized, you know, anything – here's the deal, though, Doug. Anything that's, that's named to somebody else in a will will go through the court's probate process, and it will be deemed okay. valid or invalid. So it can be contested, okay? Um, 
but you know, it's it's uh, this is what he wrote down, and he had it notarized. So you just need to. I would just contact an attorney and say, "Hey, look, this is what we just did. Is this going to work? You know, that that type of thing. Just just to make sure. I don't know what he wrote, obviously, you know. But but there are things like that 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 uh, you can you you can do. So you know, just remember when you're passing an asset on, and there's no legal means of of ownership like there's no named beneficiary to that asset or there's no joint titling of that asset it's just in a will uh-huh. it will go it will go through probate and the probate process okay. is simply the court's distribution method to say hey this is this you know this item is up here's what's going on anybody you know have claims against it and if nobody shows up then you know there you go so but I would I would uh, okay. stop by and speak with an attorney if you want. We we've got some we can send you out uh, some names and you can give them a call and ask. I'll put you on hold and uh, Bob's out this week, but Josh will get your information and we'll have somebody reach out to you uh, where you can call an attorney and ask that question. Okay. Yes, definitely. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Appreciate the phone call. I'll place you on hold here. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal's show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. You know, we're going to take a, a quick break here, Chris. First of all, before we do that, let me finish up the, the economy stuff. You know, the markets are cruising along. The Dow's up around 14. The S&P, NASDAQ around 17 for the year. Uh, some big numbers are, 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 are coming out. You know, the question is, is it sustainable? Is it just pushing up because we're getting some good good numbers? Uh, you know, we're still not out of the woods with the inflation conversation. We've been talking about this for months, you know, come the end of July, August. Probably in that Labor Day to Halloween corridor of time, we're going to have a very good understanding of where inflation is going to be and, and what that's going to look like. So make sure you stay well diversified, balanced in your portfolio, and you know what you own inside your investments. So let's keep those phone lines open, Chris, here. Give us a ring at at uh, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-ROSE-123 or 855-767-3123. With any of your financial planning, estate planning, economic questions, whatever it is, you're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. We'll be back in a moment. Listening to Making Money Sense Live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. On Saturday, August 28th, Larry Rosenthal will be part of the Over the Edge event at the Hyatt Regency in Tyson's Corner, Virginia, to help raise money for orphaned and abandoned children in Haiti. All donations will go directly to the charity Helping Haitian Angels. There are a couple of different ways that you can get involved. You can join Larry as he repels 14 stories down the side of the Hyatt Regency in Tyson's Corner, Virginia. Not your style? Then you can support Larry's effort financially with a donation to Helping Haitian Angels. Learn more at helpinghaitianangels.org. That's helpinghaitianangels.org. This has been its personal total host, Larry Rosenthal, and represents his philanthropic interests.
Now nationwide and coast to coast from sea to shining sea. Call now, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Live from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Welcome back to the Larry Rosenthal Show, 855-767-3123 is the phone number to call. That's 855-ROSE-123 to talk to this guy, Larry Rosenthal. He's the financial planner and expert in studio asking, answering your questions. Larry. Sure, Chris. Hey, and don't forget, check us out at LarryRosenthal.tv on YouTube. You can see us uh, streaming the show live, which is kind of fun. You know, it's always Doing nice to see Chris bright and early every Saturday morning. Yeah. That's for sure. Well, let's welcome, welcome Lisa on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Lisa. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How can I help you today? Well, I have a question about insurance. My mother remarried um, after divorcing, of course, and I was the only child left in the house. So this was 20 years ago, and my stepfather purchased a whole life insurance, and I recall him giving one to my mother and saying, if anything should happen to me, this is for you, and he gave one to me and said, if anything should happen to your mother, um, this is for you. And I have the information regarding the insurance company. I recall the amount. I recall asking him, do I need to do anything? Do we have to pay any maintenance fees? He says, no, they were whole life, whole life policies. So my mother recently passed um, at the age of 79, and I contacted the insurance company. I no longer have the policy. My mother has since uh, moved uh, three times, like from her home in New York down to the south and then, you know, into a facility. So she's moved three times and lost the policy. I have never been able to find a policy, but I do have the insurance company, and I reached out to them, but I haven't heard anything. Is there something else that I can do? Um, so when you reached out to them, did they take your information, get your mom's Social Security number, date of birth, things like that, her last, you know, give her some, some different addresses, and then they said they were going to get back with you on this? So, yes, we did exchange all the information. I even gave them my stepfather's Social Security number, um, the address, when the policy was purchased. Um, they took all of that information. At first they said, we don't have, we have a, um, we have a person that's insured with the same name as your mother, but it's a different birth date. And so I went back, um, and of course, being born, you know, a long time ago in a house, mm. the birth date that was recorded was when um, the person came around and recorded the birth. So there was a difference of like eight days. So I sent them the information from the birth certificate and said, this is, even though this is her birthday, the birth certificate states, you know, August 6th. And so I provided them that information. I still have, I, I filled out all the paperwork that they said um, to process a claim, but yet and still, it's been five months and I still haven't heard anything from them. I would definitely give them a call back, and, and I'm going to have someone from our office give you a ring because there's, there's ways that you can sort of search this stuff 
and and uh, I just don't have that information here in the studio with me today. Uh, Heartbreaking, Lisa, though, isn't it? Yeah, I'm sorry to hear about your mom passing and and about you know all of this that you're going through with it. But let me, I'll put you on hold. We'll have somebody reach out to you, and we'll, we'll, we'll get the information on how to shop this for you uh, in, in the industry. There's a, I just don't have the info here in the studio, uh, but I know that this can be done, okay? I've, I've seen things like this uh, get tracked down before. Thank you. Okay, yep, let me place you on hold. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. With any of your financial planning or investment questions, give us a call. So, you know, one of the things that we have to take a look at are what I call financial blind spots. And from time to time, Chris, you know, we talk about them, we bring them in, and we talk about them. And here's the importance of, a, of, of a uncovering sort of a, a cash flow financial blind spot. This happens every once in a while, not, not, not too often. But when, when somebody's getting ready to retire, one of the questions that you have to ask yourself is, what is the, the net take-home of your pre-retirement income? And what does the net take-home of your post-retirement income look like? And compare those. And oftentimes people will over, overlook these, okay? And and you know, for example, suppose your your pre-retirement income is let's say it's one hundred fifty thousand dollars, even before tax, doesn't matter. And your post-retirement income, maybe you have a small pension and a couple social securities or something, is around eighty-five thousand dollars pre-tax. Well, you have to ask yourself the question. You have to assess the situation. Is you know, before retirement, were you living on that one hundred fifty thousand dollars? Uh, because if so, when you roll into retirement, then you're going to be living off of 85000 and something's going to break. Something's not going to function well. And that's the importance of really taking a hard look at your cash flow analysis, you know, a couple years, then months. Uh, even not even if days before you retire, we we have sort of a system here, and and I wish more people would would do this around the country. It would make things a lot less stressful for people getting ready to retire. And when somebody says, "Hey, look, we, we want to retire in 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 five years, in two years, whatever the case may be," we definitely start honing in on living expenses. And t- typical I- I- example here, you know, a client of ours uh, just just retired. And up until this point, over the last several months, we've had a handful of cash flow meetings talking about what is your post-income going to look, post-retirement income going to look like, plus your current spending. And then now, month over month, for the next handful of months, we're going to be looking at what they're actually spending in retirement as compared to what their income predictions are coming in, and then making a look at the investment allocations to make sure that the investments are working in a coordinated effort to supplement any retirement income that they may need. Well, i got to ask you, when people go into retirement, don't they go in with a little bit of a slow start? They don't want to spend a lot of money. They want to make sure they're going to be able to make it okay on their income? Yes. Most people decide to to slow slow down their spending, and then they eventually rise it back up to where they're comfortable with their standard of living. That's usually what we see happening. Uh, but we also see from time to time somebody who never breaks down what their post-retirement versus their, their, their pre-retirement income really is, and they can roll into retirement and have a shortfall. 
Mm-hmm. And that's where you've really got to get with a, a financial advisor and really take a good solid look at what your your income expense and versus expenses are. It's important. Hey, if you want to really see how this plays out, I've I've got a 90 second video on our website, LarryRosenthal.com. It's right there on the first page. Go ahead and check it out right there. And to give you an idea of it, it's important to really take a good solid look at it. And you know, several meetings up until that retirement date, and then several meetings right after it. Uh, definitely, along with your normal ty- types of review meetings and stuff. It's really important to, to, to understand that because, you know, if you think about this, Chris, your investments for years, for years, for 20, 30 years of your working career, has the, the main m- focus has been growth, right? We want to grow, grow, grow our assets, right? And now all of a sudden in retirement, these assets have to still produce growth, but they have to produce income at the same time. So you got to tap on the brakes a little bit there. Well, you got to tap on the brakes and change lanes because yeah. you've got to get you've got to get some income coming in from these investments as well, you know. And 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 when you take a look at 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 that, you know, what what is what types of investments are out there? There's all kinds of them that are out there that are going to do this. But you know, a balanced mutual fund. When you take a look at a balanced mutual fund, first of all, what is a balanced mutual fund? A balanced mutual fund is a fund that typically has a mixture of both stocks and bonds inside of it. For example, you can have 60% stocks, 40% bonds, or 70% stocks, 30% bonds. And the fund, the mutual fund management team, will move that back and forth based off of current conditions in the economy and the markets. That's what you want them to do, right? Well, a balanced fund generally carries with it, built into the objective, three goals, okay? One, they want to conserve principal. Two, provide income. And three, pursue long-term growth. So think about this for a second. For 20, 30 years, you've been trying to grow, grow, grow your money. Now, all of a sudden, you've got to preserve your principal, right, because you're retired. But you also have to turn that in into income, and you also need to have your money growing to outpace taxes and inflation for yourself down the road. So, so a balanced mutual fund is going to bring that component to the table all in one one place for you. And then there's all kinds of balanced funds out there. But it's amazing to me a lot of times I don't see people pre-retirement having balanced mutual funds. Okay. Now, now everybody who listens to this show long, long for a long time knows I'm a big fan of all different types of products. I like mutual funds. I like ETFs. I like stocks. I like all different types of programs out there. Okay, but but you know, mutual funds. Every type of an investment has pros and cons. There's pros and cons to ETFs, ETNs, to mutual funds, to to uh, annuities, to whatever there may be. Right, to individual stocks, individual bonds. There's pros and cons to all of them. But one of the advantages that a mutual fund brings to the table is this type of a cornerstone approach to pre- being able to provide um, uh, preservation of capital, income, and growth at the same time in so, a balanced mixture fund. I've got to ask you a question. Then. So we're, we're, you're getting the money back out of this mutual fund in a couple of different ways, like dividends maybe is one of the ways it comes out? Yes, Okay. Yes, these funds can be can be delivering dividends, or you can be taking what's called a systematic withdrawal, where you just say, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to take, let's say, four thousand dollars a month out of this mutual fund, no matter what happens in the market." Uh-huh. And then the dividends and the capital gains automatically each quarter or whenever they're paid get reinvested back into the fund to buy the shares you just redeemed out of the fund to turn it into that four thousand dollars each month. 
Uh, so it's a systematic withdrawal plan. And these funds work very, very well. And people oftentimes overlook them. And it's one of the basics in blocking and tackling when it comes to the deliverance of income and growth in your retirement portfolio. So you're hoping to replace the money you're taking out if you can or close to it. Is that the idea? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's that's what that's what the goal is. That's usually what 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 you know over time that can happen uh, if you if you allow time to take place. A lot of times, you know, and also it's very key too when you start taking a look at timing of retirement and income distribution. You know, what happens if you retire tomorrow, Chris, and then the market drops twenty percent and we roll into an eighteen month recession? What happens if you retire tomorrow and the market goes up? substantially and there's expansion and no recession so a lot of it is timing you know when you take a look at at your projection your time frame when you want to start to retire that's why it's vitally important to sit down with your advisor and talk to him or her and say listen you know what is what is this july this is july of 2021 so in july of 2023 I want to retire. Maybe that's your objective. Not me, but maybe that's your objective, okay? July of 23, you say, I'm going to retire. Now you start building out this plan, and your advisor needs to start taking a good, solid look at the economy and the markets because if he or she sees that the, that things are slowing down, things could be rolling into a recession possibly, who knows, right? They want to start backing off at the, before that happens because they know you have a triggering event of retirement and income distribution. So it works It works well putting it into a financial plan, looking at a balanced fund as far as that goes. So when hey, you're starting it, though, when you're starting that uh, the process of retirement, you've got to plan for both of those things, right? For a possible recession and whatever's going on, you've got to do both of them in order to know what, and sort of stress test it so you know which one you're, you're going into. Without a doubt, with absolutely without a doubt, and that it, that is true, true key, definitely. Hey, let's go. I see we got to take a quick break here. Let's uh, keep those phone lines open. Give us a call today with any of your financial planning or investment questions. Eight five five Rose one two three. That's eight five five seven six seven three one two three. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. We'll be back in a moment. Listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. On Saturday, August 28th, Larry Rosenthal will be part of the Over the Edge event at the Hyatt Regency in Tyson's Corner, Virginia, to help raise money for orphaned and abandoned children in Haiti. All donations will go directly to the charity Helping Haitian Angels. There are a couple of different ways that you can get involved. You can join Larry as he repels 14 stories down the side of the Hyatt Regency in Tyson's Corner, Virginia. Not your style? Then you can support Larry's effort financially with a donation to Helping Haitian Angels. Learn more at helpinghaitianangels.org. That's helpinghaitianangels.org. This has been its personal little host, Larry Rosenthal, and represents his philanthropic interests. Now nationwide and coast to coast from sea to shining sea, call now. 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Live from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. 
Thanks for joining us here today on the Larry Rosenthal Show. 855-767-3123 is the phone number to call. 855-ROSE-123. Always good to see you here, Larry, but i got to ask you that... Uh, that event's getting a little bit closer in the in the window, if you will. It's coming up. It's like uh, <laughs> sure is. You know, I mean, are you uh, are you ready? <laughs> I will never be ready. <laughs> okay, but you're gonna do it, and that's a nice thing. Yeah. I'm gonna do it. Yep. Yeah, it'll. Yeah. I'll never. Me and a bunch of people are gonna do it. So it'll be awesome. I'm not going first though. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. 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 Well, make sure you take some pictures and some videos so we can watch it here on YouTube. We will. Also. Yep. I think they're going to try and stream it. Yeah. We'll, we'll oh, see. Nice. We'll see. Anyway, <laughs> we'll see. See what we can do. I, you know, I might be busy. I might have to work that day. Can you sub <laughs> for me? I heard a commercial about that a while ago. No. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. Wow. Wow. Sorry. So. Not my thing. Oh man, help me out. <laughs> but Chris. I'll watch you and I'll pray for you. There you go. Thank you. That's that's the best. Hey, so uh, pretty soon, uh, probably in the next couple of weeks, we're going to start uh, making some announcements on our on our webinar series that's going to be coming out in September, October, November, and probably the first week in December as well. We're going to be having a, uh, different topics. You can uh, you can attend all of them or attend one of them. It just doesn't matter. They're they're topics, but uh, individual. Uh, but we're going to be coming out with a whole library of, of our new webinars. You know, we usually take the summers off for that. But uh, stay tuned for your announcements. Get some emails. Go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and uh, sign up for our newsletters. You can go there right now. There's no cost for it, and that will get you on the distribution list. And these webinars, they're a lot of fun. They, they last right about an hour, and they're once a month. Um, and we give the choice of two, of two times on a day during the month of, Feb, of uh, September, October, November, December. And, and uh, we'll be doing them on you know, estate planning, on investments, on the economy, financial planning, all different types of subjects there. But you get to do them from the privacy of your own home. There's no cost for them. So you can go to my website right now, LarryRosenthal.com, sign up for our newsletter, and that will put you on the uh, distribution list for these uh, webinars that are coming up. We want to give you lots of information uh, so that you can continue. To uh, help grow your assets and, and things like that, that's for sure. You know, so he, uh, Solomon was talking here in, in in Ecclesiastes, Chris, chapter five, verse ten. Whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This too is meaningless, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's the Lord's, and we need to be using it in good stewardship with what He gives us um, to do. So, taking a look at a sort of household housekeeping items today uh i was i was you know thinking this week about some of the things that you clean your house larry that's amazing (laughs) there you go that's right there you go i try hard not to do that (laughs) you know but but i was thinking this week about some of the some of the just things that that uh, people make mistakes on and we talked a little bit about that about pre-retirement versus post-retirement income and, and, you know, one of the things also that's overlooked are beneficiary. Beneficiary designations on retirement accounts, on IRAs, on annuities, on life insurance policies, you know, on, on any type of an asset that you may have. You know, sometimes your will might not be enough. You know, if, if, if there's a beneficiary form attached to an asset, that beneficiary form overrides your will. The beneficiary form overrides a lot of things, Okay. So, you know, it may be a long time since you've opened up your accounts. There may be new grandchildren born. There may be a, uh, someone have passed. There may be a divorce or something like that. Regardless of whatever things say in your will, you know, or, or, or whatever, a beneficiary on an account is going to receive assets uh, 
you know, over and above that will. So, so period. So not naming a beneficiary can be dangerous as well. And sometimes people will not name a beneficiary on accounts, especially people that are just entering the workforce. Think about this. You're just entering the workforce. You're not sure what to do. So you just, I'll get back with that. I thought you You had to start those with a beneficiary. I thought that was a requirement just to open them, no? No, you can oh. you can just name your estate if you wanted to, okay. you know, and then then that can create unnecessary oh, and yeah. excessive taxation, and that's kind of not a good thing too. Mm-hmm. So you know, failure to name contingent beneficiaries, you know, make sure that you 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 name people as primary, as contingent, and in some cases tertiary beneficiaries as well. It's really important. Uh, make sure that on your beneficiary forms you don't keep it general. You know, don't don't have what what I would call lack of specifics. Just saying, oh, to my children in equal shares. You know, nothing like that. But name the kids, name the percentage, uh, put their address, their cell number, their date of birth, their social, as many identifying at- attributes as you possibly can. Uh, go through all of this, and and you should be reviewing your beneficiary designations once every eighteen months, every two years, something like that. Things change. Think about this, too. Companies sometimes lose data through software upgrades as well. Yeah. You know, so, so make sure that you're, you're really taking a good, solid look at this. It's all part of the overall financial planning process. Your heart kind of breaks for that lady who called earlier in that same kind of a situation. You know, you just, it's, it's sad. But she didn't have I know. That, the it was just, the, the loss of an insurance policy. Yep. Yeah. Yep, exactly. You know, and that's, and that's something that, that nowadays people can, 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 can put up into the cloud in safe storage. You know, when, when you do a financial plan with our firm, we have a private secure vault where people can scan their documents up into it, and it's always there. And if you ever need it somewhere, you can just pull it right down on your phone. You know, so we have a private secure vault. People scan their, their insurance policies, their trusts, their wills, their medical information, whatever it may be that they want to they want. Yeah, you hear about people losing that there. stuff in fires and floods, and it's safe yep. in the cloud. So, Yep, exactly, exactly. So, so maintaining proper beneficiary designations uh, is, is very important, and it could play out in some tax savings as well for yourself down the road so, or for your heirs, too. Hey, give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. You listen to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. Uh, you know, so, you know, we, we're, we're talking today, Chris, about blind spots. We're talking today, Chris, about things that, that just some basic blocking and tackling people need to be doing in their financial plans. And sort of, sort of uh, you know, when, when we sit down sometimes with a new prospective client, we'll ask them a series of, of uh, several questions. And we'll ask them to grade themselves on these questions. You know, one being, you know, how comfortable are you? One, one to ten. You know, like one being, I'm clueless. Ten being, I got this, no problem. You know, and start, start asking yourself about these questions. And, 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 and this goes for everybody who's listening across the country. This is, this is really important, and this is some good info, too, if, if, if I do say so here. So, so, so I, I would, this sort of comes under the headline of self-examining questions. You know, understand what's inside your investments, whether it's an individual stock, an ETF, uh, an annuity, a mutual fund, an ETN, whatever it may be. Understand what's inside your investments and what they can and cannot do per perspective. You know, on a scale of 1 to 10, 
One being, I don't really know what's inside of it and how it works. Ten being, oh, yeah, I can, I can explain the whole thing to you. Where are you when it comes to that on, in your money? Because the follow-up question to that is, what conditions in the economy have to take place in order for that particular investment to perform well to your expectations or to back up and not do so well, mm-hmm. right? And by knowing what's inside your investments – and knowing what the objectives are of those investments and knowing what the parameters are that that investment can do given economic changes, then you're going to be in a position to understand it. You know, this so. stuff is pretty complex, Larry. I mean, there's, there's some stuff in those prospectuses that, that could part my hair. I'm just wondering, why don't they teach this stuff in, in you know, secondary school and college and is a, is a general requirement? I mean, it's just most people really don't know that much about money, you know? Well, Chris, back in the day when you and I had to walk to school in the snow barefoot uphill <laughs> both ways, they didn't have this stuff. But today <laughs> they true. do have a lot of it, okay? Yeah. So, so they're, you know, kids today are getting, getting more if you choose, it. they're getting more of it in college. Not to the level of the real world, but they're getting much more basics than, than way back when, okay? And, and that's a good thing. You know, we're seeing kids come out of school these days with finance degrees and understanding markets and and understanding a whole lot more than before. But, you know, it's still it's still not quite where it needs to be yet. That's exactly right. You know, if you if you if you know, if you break your arm and you go in and the doctor says, all right, I'm going to put you in a cast and you're my first patient right out of residency versus the other doctor going, yeah, I've done four thousand of these, you know. There's a little bit of a difference, right? Yeah. Okay, and so and so there there that's kind of the answer to your question, you know. So uh, uh, another question too is is on a, a self-examining scenario. How comfortable are you with your timing? Again, one not comfortable at all. Ten very comfortable. How comfortable are you with your own timing to make a buy or sell decision? So suppose you have an investment. Suppose you're going to put new money in the market. Suppose you're going to put new money in the market. When are you going to put it in and how are you going to put it in and why, for that matter? And then if you're in an investment and you say, you know what, I don't like how this thing's going. I want to sell it. Well, how comfortable are you with the timing of it? And then where are you going to put the money? How comfortable are you with the buy decision on the other side? So a lot of times people will will just ignore that and just just you know uh, I don't know what are the conditions that are met that's going to force you to or, or make you think not force you but make you think hey you know what I gotta I gotta rebalance I gotta get out of this thing what's your buy sell decision process what is the process you have I keep coming back to process you know when when you're taking a look at it when you're interviewing a financial advisor you should sit down with him or her and say what is your process for determining which investments I should or shouldn't be in and why? Mm-hmm. And what have you done in the past? Can I see some of your movements and you explain to me why? How are you analyzing the markets? How are you analyzing all of this stuff? You know, how comfortable are you? One, the mo- one not comfortable at all. Ten, very comfortable with, as you said, Chris, understanding the economy, the overall economy on things. These, these are vital, in question, vital questions when it comes to all this. You know what? We can retire once very good. But what we don't want to do is have to retire multiple times wrong. Badly, okay? yeah. Yeah, in retirement, not not at all. So mm-hmm. the importance of driving a financial plan, understanding the capital markets, understanding all this stuff. So, hey, I see we've got to take a quick break. Let's open up those phone lines again. Let's give us a ring here at 855-ROSE-123. It's open mic Saturday. 
Any questions at all, give us a call, 855-ROSE-123. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. another money minute with larry rosenthal so many different ways to invest money lump sum deposits buy and hold market timing how about dollar cost averaging put the same amount of money into the same investment at every interval whether it's monthly quarterly annually whatever it may be this gives you the greatest opportunity to get the average price over the long term of the investment because one of the secrets to creating wealth is the acquisition of shares you want to keep buying more and more shares over time on the flip side when you're in your retirement years and you want to distribute dollars to yourself for income do the same thing in reverse dollar cost average out during your retirement years Welcome back to the Larry Rosenthal Show, 855-767-3123 is the number to call. That's 855-ROSE-123. To talk to Larry Rosenthal, our financial retirement expert here in studio. Just coming out of that break, Larry, I was uh, um, I was curious. Dollar cost averaging is just, I mean, that is just so key. I mean, that's that's just a basic fundamental, isn't it? I mean, you just got to learn how to do that. It's what the wealthy know how to create, how to you know grow and pr- preserve wealth is by dollar cost averaging. So the idea behind dollar cost averaging, Chris, is you put the same amount of money into the same investment at a specific interval, maybe every other week, mo- every you know every month, quarter, whatever it may be, regardless of the price of the investment. So as the as the investment price per share goes up and down, whether it's a mutual fund, an ETF, a stock, whatever it may be, as that price goes up and down you're going to end up getting an average price over a longer period of time. It won't necessarily give you the best rate of return. That depends on, on what you're buying. But, but uh, uh, it, it, it'll give you the average price over a long period of time. And the, and, the, and the reverse is true. When you're in retirement, you want a dollar cost average out. You know, systematic withdrawal programs out. That's what you, that's what you need to, uh, to really take a look at. So, hey, let's welcome Greg on the line. Good morning, Greg. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for taking my call, Larry. Appreciate it very much. Sure. How can so, I help you, sir? Um, the question I have, um, I'm approaching the first tier of retirement. Um, I'm, I'm approaching 62, and my current um, portfolio is pretty heavily equities um, uh, balanced. And I wanted to get your take on suggestions, thoughts, ideas about uh, is there a certain time where you start reallocating the portfolio to go from, let's say, a moderately aggressive position to something much more conservative where you start saying, okay, right about now you should start you know, start moving more towards um, more conservative areas so that um, you can start working towards, because you have less time to work with, that you're going to be able to sustain some sort of a correction or modification or whatever happens in the market. So the answer to your question is yes, yes, and yes. There's a couple of different things. You put hit me with a few different questions in there, Greg, but I like your thought. So let's break this down. I'm going to take the last comment you made first, okay, which is if there's a, a, something that, that turns upside down in the markets or whatever for whatever reason, 
and you don't want to sustain a loss. So so think about this. At some point, you, you said you're getting ready to retire in, in shortly. You need to start thinking about what I would call a quiet pool of money. In other words, segment out. And this is just one way to do this. There's there's a handful of different ways to do this, okay? And so I'll, I'll, I'll run a few of them by you here on the air. Think about a quiet pool of money where you have money that's sort of in a balanced fund like we talked about earlier on the show and and maybe some bonds, okay, and maybe some, some yeah. high-dividend-paying stocks. And that pool of your money isn't really going to be subjective to a lot of market movement, but it's designed to give you income for the next one to three years. Then you've got another segment of your overall portfolio that's sort of moderate in growth, okay? And it may be similar to what you have right now. I don't know what you have, but it's sort of moderate in growth. And that money is going to be growing for four to seven, maybe eight years from now. So as every, as every 12 months flips over on the calendar, you're, you're, you're withdrawing money from that quiet pool. Then you're going to take a piece of that moderate pool and slide it into the quiet pool, okay? And the idea there is, and then you're going to have some money that's that's plus eight years, plus seven years or further down the road, because you need that money to continue to outpace taxes and inflation for yourself for longer term. And so you just sort of keep moving from one bucket to the next bucket every 12 months. That's one way to attack it, okay? And the idea there is this, is when you take a look, historically speaking, you know, and, and past performance is no future, to no guarantee of the future, obviously. But when you take a look historically at the average lengths of recessions that we've had in our country, you're, you're, you're looking anywhere from, from, you know, 16 to 18 to 20 months. So if, if you have money that's in a quiet pool delivering income to you that is sort of benign to a recession – Okay, Um, and we roll into a recession, you can still afford your income stream coming in, whereas the moderate pool of money dips down maybe, but then comes back. Do you follow what I mean? So, so, and then you, yep, and then now what you don't want to do is treat it like a a, a toaster oven, set it and forget it. You also want to look at it too, and you can make some tactical moves along the way as well. You know, so so that's sort of the basics right there. And then there's some other strategies involved with it as well, where you where you set everything up and you start taking systematic withdrawals proportionally from each investment inside the account. Um, uh, So so there's a there's a few different ways that you want to look at doing that. But but I'll tell you this, though, Greg, you need to understand systematic withdrawals. Okay, I'm sorry. Sequencing of time of of withdrawals, sequencing of of. your withdrawals is important. Uh, I, 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 I'd like to send you this spreadsheet that we, we show clients when we're talking about this because the more growth you have in your investments and you're taking income out of them, it sounds great. Yeah. But remember, that's a more volatile position. Your more benign Absolutely. positions, yep, your more benign positions, your quiet pool of money doesn't have a lot of volatility. And once you understand that's where you need to take the money from in this spreadsheet that I can share with you, 
um, you'll see that it's really important to have just sort of a baseball apple pie and Chevrolet, nothing that, you know big to, to write home about at Thanksgiving or anything. You want to have that benign pool of money kicking the income out. So, Greg, I'll tell you what, I'll put you on hold, and we'll, we'll, we'll get some to give you a call, and I'll show you that spreadsheet on systematic withdrawals. It's, it's called sequencing of returns is what it's called, sequencing of returns w- once you introduce uh, money. So that's the deal there. Let me put you on hold, Greg. I appreciate your phone call. Hey, you're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosen. Show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. Let's welcome Gene on the line from Illinois. Good morning, Gene. How are you? Good morning. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you? Well, we own... Sorry, I'm on my walk. Um, we own a construction company. I'm 57. My husband's 67. He's getting Social Security. We're still working, but we have no retirement. So what do we do? Um, well, Gene, do you want to continue to work? Um, have you thought about the value of your company, about selling it? Uh, that's one um, avenue right there. What about a transition plan? Um, you know, if you were to sell it to a younger employee or to one of your competitors, you could possibly receive I've an income. I've thought about that, but there's so yeah. many, so many. And most of the people um, that our um, our age or whatever that we know, they're retiring. Correct. So you need to look to find a younger person, maybe in their 40s or so, who wants to acquire new clients, who wants to acquire more market share and work out a deal with them. There are people in your industry, if you look up in your trade magazines, you'll find some advertisements in there where you can find some brokers that will align a buyer and a seller together in your industry, Okay. Uh, you can, oh. you can, yep. You can look at that. That's one avenue right there. Um, you can also just start talking around to your suppliers, because your suppliers know all your competitors and what they're doing, right? And just say, hey, any, you know, have you heard anybody who's interested in maybe buying uh, uh, a construction company? And they might say, yeah, you know, AAA Construction down the street is interested in that, and talk to them. But about we don't really have any. Um I mean, we'd be selling our clients pretty much. That's exactly right? right. Yep, that's exactly right. Yep. And it's based huh. off of your yeah, it's based off of your your EBITDA, earnings before interest taxes and depreciation um and amortization. So so there's a there's a there's a financial calculation for your industry, for every industry out there based off of your 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 gross sales, your net sales, your profits and things like that. And then the buyer will take a look at that, get sit down with his or her bean counters and you sit down with your bean counters and you all reach an agreement. So that's one way to take a look at doing it. Another thing is Yeah, we're not going to retire anytime probably within the next 5 Maybe five, ten years. That's what we're hoping. Then, um, then, then in, in, we if don't that's, owe anybody anything. That's good. If that's the case, then then right now is a great time to really, and that's what I was going to roll into. The next part is to, before we make any types of decisions about that, let's take a solid look at what your, your personal spending is. Okay, Not necessarily your business spending, but, but how much does it take to live each month in your private residence, you and your husband and your family? Cable TV, vacations, gas in the cars, you know, dinners out, all that kind of stuff. What does it take for your your lifestyle each month? It's about forty five hundred to okay. thirty five to forty five hundred a month. Yep. Good. Then let's take a look at what your social security income is going to be and what your husband's is already, 
And now we've got a runway of, you said, five to ten years, for you anyway, of, of continuing to work. Now we've got a runway to start saving money. And that's what that you know we are at that intersection of time, Gene, where you've got to start putting money away. Whether it's fifty bucks a month, two hundred and fifty bucks a month, twenty five hundred dollars a month. Now you've got to start saying, okay, you know what? I'm not going to Starbucks anymore. I'm going to start saving this money because we need to build up that war chest of of uh, savings and investments in order for you to uh, get income off of it at some point down the road. So that's really what, what, what needs to be done. And, and, and I tell you what, I, I'm going to send you out our financial planning toolkit because that toolkit is going to step you through this exact conversation that we just had, okay? And, and we'll, ha- we'll have somebody give you a follow-up call with that, and we'll build you out a financial uh, cash flow plan and get you started there. But um, oh, you've got a you've got great. Yep, you've got a good number of years. I'm very confident it's going to be okay. Let me put you on hold. Josh will get your information, and we'll send you out the toolkit, and we'll have someone follow you up with a financial plan, okay? Well, thank you. And Absolutely. Blessing. Absolutely. Appreciate the phone call. You listen to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Check us out on LarryRosenthal.tv. You can see us streaming live. Bob's out this week on vacation, Chris. Can yeah, you believe that? I so, can't believe you know, it. Who, who, I mean, who authorized that? I, don't, I, I know. If Bob's listening, you know, <laughs> hey, when you come back, all right, there you go. Yeah, so, we anyway. see his little control board where Bob's face is supposed to be. Right, so. right. So it's just Chris and I in the studio here. We do have subs, Josh, in the back though. Yeah. So that's he's doing. Well, he's a little shy. He's a little camera job. shy. Yep, but. he don't get on, he doesn't get on film. So, <laughs> but remember, hey, check it out. Next uh, in the com- couple of next uh, weeks or so, we're going to be starting to announce our upcoming webinar series that will be taking place in September, October, November, December. Stay tuned for that. Lots of good financial education out there. We'll be going over the markets, the economy, estate planning, taxes, uh, financial plans, pretty much the whole nine yards. We're going to be really drilling down with some new subjects, some subjects that are being repeated again, uh, just all different things. So so stay tuned for that. And the good thing about it is you can send the links around to your friends. Uh, we get people on these webinars from all over the country a lot of times. So they're a lot of fun to do as far as all that goes. So uh, during the week, you can give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. As soon as we're done with the studio, then everything goes uh, flips right over to our, our 800 phone number. So we were talking about self-examining questions earlier, Chris, and, 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 and things like that. How comfortable are you on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being I'm clueless to 10 being I got this no problem, taxation, the tax treatment of your investments, or I should say of your assets. You know, what's the tax treatment on your savings account? versus the tax treatment on your rental home, versus the tax treatment on your primary property, versus the tax treatment on your stock portfolio or your IRA or whatever it may be, right? How comfortable are you on these program on the tax programs? Think about this. When you purchase an asset, you have taxes while you own it. What's the treatment there? When you move the assets around, but you still own it, there could be tax treatment. And when you get rid of that asset, there's tax treatment. So do you understand the tax treatment on all these different investments uh, that, that you own? What type of uh, confidence level do you have in that? Let's welcome Debbie on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Debbie. How are you? Good. How Listen, can I, ha- I have I have a question. Um, it kind of piggybacks on one of your previous uh, callers. I'm about – I have um, some somebody – something with a financial advisor, and I'm about to move it with somebody else, but now I'm wondering if I'm doing the right thing because I realized 
I guess I didn't know that I was in a fixed annuity, so I wasn't making, it didn't seem like I was making that much money. So now I talked to somebody else, and I was going to switch my funds to him, and he was going to manage them, but he, um, I'm just worried about now it's going to be more in, I guess, like stocks or something, so, and I'm going to be 64, so is that the right move to be making? Well, Debbie, let's 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 back this up for a second here, okay? Each investment has an an objective to it. An annuity, the investment objective is guaranteed income, and it takes market risk off the table, okay? Okay. So so it depends on what your your overall risk adjust risk assessment is that you want to try to do. Listen, here's what I want to do for you, Debbie. I've got just a few seconds before we go off the air. I'm going to I'm going to put you on hold and I'm going to come back and pick you up after the show in about 30 seconds and we've got a few other callers on the line just stay on the line and I'll come back as well. So uh whoop, there we go Chris I- 